ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I'm Sean, here with the whole gang tonight. I say Coastal Carolina! Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was just, it's over. Let's <laughs> pop the top on this show. <laughs> Try, trying to get that in before it started. It's been so long since I've been here, I thought we were still picking. <laughs> You're checking the Coastal Carolina basketball team, right? Do they play basketball in Coastal Carolina? They do everything at the beach. They're the fighting... Chanticleers. Yes. I wasn't going to say I that. Mean, College of Charleston might be the hottest team in college basketball right now. Yeah, and that's such a... Give me a break, rate, uh, ranking them. Have you seen their schedule? It's awful. You, they, can, you can only beat who's in front of you. It's terrible. Do they have more than one quad one win? No. Do they have more than one quad two win? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. If, Are I don't you know, sure they don't have a quad I don't know where win. Elon is in Listen, the... Listen, um, before Tennessee was their best win against Yale. No. <laughs> Better? I didn't even no. know Kentucky played Yale. No, that was Kentucky's best win before beating Tennessee. Because year. it was Michigan until Michigan, Michigan got sucks. upset. And then it became Yale. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Prior to Saturday, Kentucky's best win was against Yale. Well, the crazy part about it is, is on last week's show, we we're all sitting here going, Tennessee's going to win by 30. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I actually. I just said I was looking forward to the game. I never hey. said Tennessee would win. We all know that you thought Tennessee would win. I mean, I thought they would win, but I never said it. Yeah, we still stink. Tennessee. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I will say, if you remember, and Adam will remember this because he's an ACC guy, North Carolina stunk all year last year. Yeah. It's all about getting hot at the right time. Well, it's all when you get hot. Kentucky has a team that is capable of going on a run. It's just a ma- – I'll be interested to see how they play tonight and moving forward if they go with that lineup that they played. Tonight well, against Georgia, that's not going to be a test. Bro, did you see what they did against South Carolina a week the, ago? They're 3-1 in SEC. Did you see so – they played Vandy. I don't know. Hold on. Did you see what they did against South Carolina? Which, yes, by the I way, okay. we lost to so, which last I, Tuesday. Which I didn't think was possible. Okay. <laughs> so Didn't Vanderbilt beat Arkansas? They dropped like 61 at, points in the second half on them, right? At Vandy. Yeah. Well, still. I mean, Vanderbilt has sucked for the last five years. They still it's do. because Jerry Stackhouse <laughs> needs to continue breaking out the brown suit. Oh, yeah. That looks like he's standing he on the, the sideline naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same color as his skin. I, do, like, I guess he went into men's warehouse and said, bruh, same color. <laughs> Match me up. Match me up. When I go like to, it was like a show when I go to Lowe's, I can, I can <laughs> right. take a paint chip down right. there and they can match it up. It's like match it up. That's what I want. I that have, fabric. I have a different meaning for those for those type of suits. 
All right. What called is it? a turd suit. Why do you call it a turd suit? Because it's brown? <laughs> yeah, from top to bottom. But not all. Tie, vest, everything. Not all turds are that color. <laughs> that's true. Look, majority let's, of them let's, are. Let's not get no, that. It, just oh, no, it, it depends on if you've been ill. depends on if you've been taking medicine. <laughs> what you've been eating. What you've been eating is a big factor. It is. <laughs> You're right. Let, let, let's not go back there. Please. <laughs> God, please. So. Did we talk about poop on here? <laughs> so the, the one... The one distinct thing that I noticed in the UK game Saturday was Wheeler not playing. Correct. They did not look as sloppy as they do when he's playing point guard. Because, as Wes and I have talked multiple times, Wheeler is not the kind of point guard that Cal likes to have on his team. Correct. Cal likes to have Case and Wallace type point guards that can drive the lane. They're playmaking point guards. Yeah. Wheeler is a backup point guard at Kentucky. He can go start all day at Georgia probably. Right. He can't start at Kentucky. Shouldn't start at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but Cal tends to, at times to be too loyal to his players. And if he tells you that you are you come to Kentucky, I'll get you minutes, then he feels bad if you come to Kentucky and he doesn't get you minutes. Yeah. Which is why Wheeler will be right back in the lineup tonight. Which is why I said it'll be interesting to see what tonight's lineup looks like. Yeah. So he's back tonight? If they, he should, I think so. I, th- right? I, th- I think so as well. So if they continue to play the lineup, and and I hate Matt Jones. I think I've made that perfectly clear on this show. But we were at uh, my sister-in-law and her husband's house on Saturday, and that's the most Kentucky basketball I've watched all season long. They're huge Kentucky fans, mm-hmm. right? And – Afterwards, he turns on the post-game show and he listens to Matt Jones, which I wanted to make my ears bleed because <laughs> I hated it. But Matt Jones made one good point. He said, I'm not here to say that Wheeler deserves zero time. Okay, right. Don't take all the minutes from him, but Wheeler should get backup minutes. He shouldn't be playing 37 minutes a game, and I agree with that. So I don't care that Wheeler gets minutes tonight, but Wheeler does not need to be the starting point guard. Wheeler does not need to be playing 30-plus minutes a game. Wheeler needs to be playing somewhere in the probably 12- to 15-minute range. Yeah. I mean, ana- analytically, it's been shown so far this season that Cason Wallace and then Frederick and um, looks Reeves false. and um, Shibway and Toppin are the best lineup analytically. The next best one is you just take Wallace out and you put Wheeler in, but it's like – 40 to 50 points lower. Still in the green, but it's it's a lot lower yeah. than that. The, and that's what won us the game. The biggest difference Tennessee. is that Kasem can't dribble as well as, as Wheeler does. He, 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 he struggled is, bringing the ball up He before. is showing right now. He's still trying to learn how to be a point guard right now. Yeah. Uh, and run an offense. You saw that in the game. But with Tyler Ulis. We're talking about money ball. We're talking analytics. We're talking analytics. Because we're going to be talking about Brandon but Staley at some point. It kinda, Mr. Analytics. Yeah, right. It, 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 I mean, it kind of came true versus the number five team in the nation. So, well, they need to stick with I that. will also say, Kentucky did probably put their best 40 minutes together. Oh, I agree. And Tennessee. Tennessee may have put their worst 40 minutes together. They missed five wide open, wide lay-up open layups. layups in the second half. It was, it was like, almost like... Rick Barnes was like, Cal, me and you are pals. They're on your back. Here, I'm going to throw you a bone. Hey, when, when that because, kid stole that ball, ran down, laid it up, and it went over, yeah. I, I looked and I was like, 
That kid got money on on Kentucky. <laughs> no, I think Rick Barnes had money on Kentucky. <laughs> when Ziegler came off the screen and was wide open and hit the bottom of the rim, I was like, dang, I'm watching high school. <laughs> what is going on here? But my eighth grade team does better than that, right? Here's what I here's what I'm afraid of. I won't go that far. <laughs> Adam's like pump, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Coach Perry's listening. All right. If if I say something listen, that's untrue, he's going to wreck the car. Listen, Coach Perry's eighth grade team absolutely can make layups. My sixth grade team. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. It's, huh? it's hit or miss. So literally, literally. <laughs> so oh, they can hit the rim, the backboard, maybe not the shot, though. the stands. We don't know. <laughs> I feel sorry for what's going to happen whenever Tennessee comes to Rupp in a few weeks because you know they're going to remember that. I mean, it was Chris Lofton retirement jersey day. It was. Who is also the biggest miss in Kentucky, the whole state of Kentucky basketball history. So did you know they didn't even call him yeah. until after his last home game? Neither did Louisville. Like, nobody tried to do this kid. Right. Because he's five foot nothing. And nobody cared. Tubby Smith said that they didn't. He didn't really have room because that was the uh, recruiting class that they had. Um, that they had was uh, that when we got Ramel Bradley, Ramel Bradley, and Joe and Crawford, Joe Crawford, and Randolph Lazy Morris. God, right. what a waste! And he just he waste just said they didn't have the room to fit him in because you mistake having a having too many shooters is a bad thing. <laughs> right. I mean, when when Lofton can hit a forty footer over top of Durant in the NCAA tournament, listen, you missed. Did you see Kevin Durant missing the mark about Lofton the other day? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, he tweeted about him because where Tennessee was retiring his jersey. Well, so what these young cats don't realize is that before it was Steph Curry range, it was Chris Lofton range. Right. Like Chris Lofton was pulling up from Steph Curry range way before Steph Curry was even yeah. playing high school ball. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. What what did what did Durant say? Uh, something like shout out to a real one, hardest player I've ever had to guard, or something like that. Hashtag breadsticks. <laughs> I think he did say hashtag KD for BG. I'm know. telling you, we should have. I we got to get some connections to the White House because we could have made that a thing. <laughs> Do we really want connections to the White House? I mean, listen, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have connections to the White House. It wouldn't. And Uncle Joe right now, who knows what he'd say about right. us. <laughs> we could get him on the air. It'd be fun. He talked about when he was uh, part of Adolph Rupp's starting lineup, the Fiddling Five. Hey, <laughs> yeah. his sister-in-law lives in Moansboro. Moansboro? Moansboro. Oh, I thought you said Moanins. I thought he said It sounded Moans. like you said Moansboro. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Words are hard. I, I'm from Kentucky. I just ram it all together. Moansboro. Moansboro. All right, well, everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Sound a little like blue hair. All right, so um, I hate to to dampen this down a little, a little bit, but uh, there's been some unfortunate stuff in in college football over the last couple of days. The Georgia offensive lineman and oh, the staffer terrible. got killed in a car wreck. I, I literally mean, didn't know where you were going. I had no idea where we it was were going like that, that post Malone meme where it's reading out that he like it's like. And never once did I know where the sentence was going next. <laughs> I did not know. In my mind, I had one place, and then you started talking, and it went another place. And then Adam and I looked at each other, and you could tell neither one of us knew. That's but why I yes, like keeping you guys on your toes. That is that is a terrible story. Yeah, I, I haven't heard all the details, but I did see the car. Yeah. And it looked like a giant ball of steel. 
So I don't know if he was flying or or she was driving. Oh, she was. Yeah, I think I read she was driving. Gotcha. So were they were they on the way to? I mean, were they using him to recruit? Like, what does anybody know the details? That of? was the day of the parade. So it was after the parade. It was two forty-five a.m. Oh, so they might have known each other outside of the office. And there was four people in the car, and those two were the only ones that got killed. The other two were seriously injured. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, it wasn't a recruiting thing. It was more of a social gathering. Yes. Okay. Although she is a recruiting staffer. So, so apparently. She recruited a lot of staff. Apparently. Sounds like the Tennessee the police. The Have South. y'all heard about that? Oh, my goodness. I, I saw that. Yeah. The one that got fired for well, sleeping, sleeping with the entire cops. And the canine or something like that? I think it was something crazy. The canine and, officer, I believe. Well, I mean, at this point, we don't know if it's the canine or not. <laughs> well, they do call them officer, <laughs> Officer Fluffy. Right. <laughs> listen, nobody – listen, I, I'm not a huge animal person. If I pull up on a scene and the officer's like, don't make me get Officer Fluffy, I'm not afraid. Okay? That's the dog that's inside Mark Stoops. Fluffy is the dog that's inside Mark Stoops. Okay? Nobody's going to be scared of Fluffy. A little poodle. <laughs> but then they turn Fluffy out. It's like a Rottweiler. <laughs> whoa, 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 Fluffy. Easy. Pump the brakes. Come on, Scrappy. Get back in the car. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Now, but <laughs> don't we turn? <laughs> he brought up the Tennessee police, and I mean that's what everybody's talking. about. Everybody's talking about it. I know. Like it, you see, West the didn't even know what he was talking about. No idea. I, I did know what you're talking about after you explained so, it a little bit. I went, oh, TikTok yeah. is like she's getting <laughs> rammed on TikTok <laughs> about all this stuff. And no it's, pun intended. No pun, totally intended. <laughs> and it's like. My goodness, and and her ignorant husband is like, I'm going to try to work things out with her. Bro, she just slept with the entire police force. Well, and she told the police force she was in an open marriage. So maybe. <laughs> Apparently he didn't know that it was open. <laughs> maybe it was just open on one side. He's, he's over here playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> we know that one side's open. <laughs> Motel 6, she leaves the light on for you. I don't <laughs> So there was people on Facebook that went back to her like original post where she had went from like being a farm tech. She went from a farm tech to a police officer. Yeah. How do you do that, first of all? Second of all, I mean... The best one I've seen so far was her standing outside of, of a particular restaurant and it says... And, and, she's got, and she's got a she's got sad look on her face and says, when you realize that Five Guys is a restaurant. <laughs> I saw that one. There's a lot of TikTok. There's a TikTok soundbite out there that says, honey, have you ever had Five Guys? She goes, not at once. He goes, I mean the burger joint. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, leave it to Tennessee to give us... Well, they won, up, they won up to L, uh, LSU, right? <laughs> they did. We wasn't going to talk about well, it, but since we're on this, uh, I mean, since we're on this track, <laughs> since we're on this train, <laughs> since we're on this train track. <laughs> yep. And we got 
Boote. I mean, we got booty down <laughs> in Baton Rouge. It, it's constant competition in the SEC. They'll go outside the rails. No, but <laughs> honestly, I think I, I think the point of the, the the point of the matter is these. You know, let me let me pump the brakes for a second. The unfortunate thing is two people lost their life. Right. Okay. Um, and it's a recruiting staffer and a player. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he actually played in the national championship game or not. Uh, I do know he was a sophomore offensive lineman, I believe. Said he played in all 15 games. Did he? Okay. Yeah. So. so, I mean, if you can play for the two-time national champions, you're pretty decent. Yeah. So, uh, that's the unfortunate part is that, is, is that, is that two, is two young people lost their life. And while we are, you know, turning that into storylines that are humorous, we don't ever want to get lost on the fact that two people did, did, did lose their life. But that does bring us to the point that these, these recruiting staffers – this is the second time that we have. Yes, we. we, we everybody <laughs> here. <laughs> everybody here. <laughs> what? Wes with the perfect old man whisper. Do you hear that? Do you hear the kids in the other room? Sean, do you hear that? <laughs> the, what would have made it better if Sean. What? What? <laughs> you can't cut that out, by the way. I'm not going to. Okay, so <laughs> the, the unfortunate is, or maybe is that now, I, I, and and it's going to lead us into our next thing too, is that college sports in general are gross with this NIL and and it's all gross. Well, now this is the second story that we've seen that involved a recruiting specialist. It, is that what they're our staffers? Yeah, and they're they're young college coeds that are attractive, female, and it's like, what kind of specialties are you helping with? you know, are you assisting with? So it leads, and all of this is transpiring, and Patino's sitting back here going, "What did we do wrong?" I mean, we use professionals. Listen, Patino was not in the know on that. <laughs> I honestly believe he wasn't. I, I really do, too. There's so much that goes on on a college. I really think he was. Well, and outside of, I, I mean, you wouldn't think that Kirby Smart. and I mean, who knows? Here's, here's These the thing. kids probably met on the recruiting there trip have and, been, and liked each other. I mean, there's there have with that. been athletes that have been recruited, especially high-level athletes, to these big Power 5 schools that have – been sleeping with co-eds on their recruiting visits for ages because that you want to sell your campus. So you want to show them, you know, and what's the number one thing an 18-year-old male says? I want to find I want, I want, I want to see college girls. Yeah. Take me to a college party. Yeah. That's what happens. So now you got these coaches that are just like, hmm, we'll just put these people on staff. Who are probably popular kids on the campus? They probably are in the know. People know who they are. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily sleeping with the recruits and they're going out and getting drunk and you know everything with the recruits. But they know where to take them. Right. You know, if you looked at you know if if Mason is a high level football player and he goes to UK and he's like, I want to see girls and party. By the way, happy birthday to Mason. He is twenty today. 20, Mason. That means in a year from now, your uncles from corner to corner will take you out partying. 
We don't have to worry about Shelly listening. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. She oh, doesn't no. know. She's Very at true. the ball game. <laughs> She's at the ball game. <laughs> she don't listen anyway, so. <laughs> so, but that's one of the things that they want to do. I mean, not everybody's like, can you take me down to the student union? I want to take part in a pig pog tournament. I just want to see what your library looks like. Can you take me over to the library and see where I can study? <laughs> no, it's not. Ernest T, is that you? It's like, take me to the cafeteria. I want to fry out the burgers. <laughs> What's your chapel services like? No, but no. They're 18-year-old kids. They want to know where the parties are. So, right. so football, and specifically football, because we, as, as we've talked, I don't know, once or twice, Football drives the bus because football makes the most money. And if you all know this, you don't listen to the show. Money drives everything. Well, and the crazy part about it is, is I, you know, I was listening to uh, Danny and Dusty the other day, and they were talking about, like, the size of these coaching staffs is is gigantic right now. I mean, it's almost <laughs> there are almost 100-plus people on these staffs. Yes. And, you know, they made mention there's, like, Nick Saban doesn't coach now. He manages. Mm-hmm. He's like a CEO. Mm-hmm. Bear Bryant coached mm-hmm. because there was only three coaches, four coaches on the staff, yep. and they did all of the work. But now there's so many assistants and staffers and mm-hmm. and assistant coaches, and there's a coach for this and a coach for that. And, you know, it, there's just so much for them to be involved with and, and oversee. I think you use the perfect term. Your power five football coaches, especially, are CEOs yeah. because it's a business. They have to run it like a business. Yeah. And you put people in charge of this and this and this and this and this. I mean, heck, you got a guy that follows Nick Saban around with a water bottle. Yeah. That's what he does. Or it's just it's just a cup. And he just falls. Yeah. And anytime, anytime Nick stops, he puts it there. Do you want it? No, it pulls it back. And he runs, follows him again. You want it? No, okay. Well, no. I mean – some of the NFL coaches have one that follow them up and down the sideline to keep them, <laughs> uh, keep them out of the field yeah, right or on. or holding their their. I mean, there's just well, so many who positions. Is it? There's one that his one of his jobs is he catches the coach's headset when he gets mad, throws it off, he throws it up there, and he catches. It. <laughs> and it's just like I got it here for you, coach. Whenever you want it back, yeah. it's how do I get one of those jobs? Right, right. I think I'd be a good get back coach. Coach, get back, get back. <laughs> I love when the coach gets mad at the get back guy. <laughs> Turns around and starts just chewing him. It's like, well, that's my job. I'm trying to get just, you to get back. Just doing what you asked me to do, that, Is that Sarkeesian, the one that said, do not effing touch me? Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. He, he got he got into that a little bit. I wonder if he wasn't liquored up. <laughs> right before the game. Was, We're going out. Sark likes his liquor. Yeah. Could have been. Could have been. Well, you kind of mentioned the NIL thing. This was more of a story yesterday than it is today, but it's still worthy talking about. Yesterday, reports came out that C.J. Stroud was really contemplating staying in college because they were working on a massive NIL deal that would bring him back for one more season. And it got me to thinking that, yeah, he ultimately decided to go on and go to the NFL, but like Nick Neil and I were talking earlier, let's say that the Houston Texans are the are number one pick next year, and CJ didn't want to be, or well, next Caleb year will be Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to Houston. Well, California might give him a twelve million dollar NIL deal to stay one more year and reset the draft 
to where he doesn't have to go to Houston. And Houston would still be the number one And pick. Houston would be the number <laughs> well, one pick in I real think, life. Well, so, so, you know, you, you said Houston. I think, I think realistically it could be a team like Carolina next year. So, because Houston and, and Houston's going to get their quarterback this year. Let's say that it's Carolina. I mean, and that's they're in the, they're in the crapper. They have a second year head coach, you know, Kellen Moore maybe, or maybe they take the interim tag off Steve Wilkes, which I don't think they're going to do, and that's a mistake. But and let's say Caleb Williams is like he pulls an well. Let's let's not even talk about what ifs. Eli Manning didn't want to play for the San Diego Chargers. Right. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. So if NIL deals were a thing, then you don't think Ole Miss alum would have been like. Oh no, Eli! We'll give you we'll give you ten million dollars to stay here and play another year. Oh, yeah. oh golly shucks! Yeah. I, I get, sh- get the comb over, right? Stroke that comb over real good. <laughs> let me let me ask Paul. Paul says yes, so let's do it. I mean, and I, who who else didn't sign? I mean, was it Steve Young, John Elway? One of them got John drafted. Elway. Said if you draft me, I'm not signing. You're going to waste your pick. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, college football players have that control because now they can back out of the they can back out of the draft before the draft right and come back to college so i think we're going to see that happen at some point because there's going to be a guy like Caleb Williams who everybody believes is a generational talent you 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 hear that it's like if Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson had a baby Caleb Williams i don't know he's pretty good though he is really good he is I actually, if you listen to bold prediction video, said he was going to be the second two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. But if Caleb Williams decides he doesn't want to play, it's not like he plays football in, you know, Iowa City. He plays football in Los Angeles. You don't think somebody in Los Angeles can pay him $20 million to stay in college another year? Yeah. I think that's just a mistake. When you get to get, when you get the chance to go to the NFL – you're going to be making more money. But it's all about money to begin with. It is all about money to begin with. And now now it's becoming a brand thing, right? Like Thibodeau mm-hmm. uh, for New York. A lot of people weren't wanting to draft him because he already had a brand, and the brand was important to him. He fell in the, in the perfect spot in New York. But he probably wouldn't have liked being in – Houston or New Orleans because or Cleveland that brand isn't going to be what he wants it to be but I mean he literally got he he was getting negative feedback especially in his interviews right because his brand was important to him and the the further we go into this the more we're going to see that right especially you talk about a Caleb Williams who has the potential to do to bring UCF, well, I mean, they brought USC back close this year. Next year, obviously, they're going to be expected to go to the uh, to the playoff. And playoff. if he and if he somehow manages to win that, he's putting USC in a spot that that they haven't been in a long time. But if they have a brand like like Thibodeau did, that's their own. That's their own thing. That but, they've but worked on that harder than the Shield. The NFL looks at it going, you're not bigger than us, right? It's kind almost of, lost one. <laughs> it's kind of like it, it's kind of like Vince McMahon with he, he, he has come out to say he's never going to have another Hulk Hogan or John Cena because he's never going to allow it. He's never going to allow them to have the brand 
on their own. Mm-hmm. Probably why they got rid of Mandy Rose. She was getting making her own brand. <laughs> An O she has. So she's doing a lot of things. But the, the, she was. The, that, I'm just saying that that was one of the negative knocks on Thibodeau was his his personal brand meant a lot. Shame to on him. the NFL. I'm going to say for a second when every time you say Thibodeau. I think Tom, Tom Thibodeau from the news. and I'm like, there's no way that Joker has a brand. I keep that is his name, right? Yeah. Okay, you're right. I keep for, forgetting you're taking you're you're talking about uh, Kevon. Yeah. And Kayvon. Kayvon. Yeah. Which, by the way, it was bad. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But Nick Foles writhing in pain on the field <laughs> and him doing snow angels beside him was one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> I think he, he says he didn't record. realize he was hurt. I, I, and I really believe that because he don't look at him at all. No, but he sucks him and then he can snow angel. It's almost like he's mimicking. <laughs> you could almost hear. Yeah. You right. could almost hear. You could see him writhing in pain. You could almost tell that Nick Foles was going. Oh. <laughs> it's like you, know, you see Nick Foles' arms moving and it's like Tempano's over there mocking him doing the same thing. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> Listen, I hate that Nick Foles got hurt. And I hope the dude's okay, but that was funny. And and then the the back and forth on the on the interviews between him and Jeff Saturday, it's like Thibodeau had no idea <laughs> that Jeff Saturday used to play football. He didn't know who he was. Uh, and like, if you see any of these younger guys, they really don't they watch don't. the game. They no. really have no idea because from high school, their senior, junior, senior year, they treat this like a job. Yeah. So when we all go to air jobs, when we get off our job, we're not watching the highlights of other people do jobs of us. <laughs> Adam doesn't go home and watch videos of people build cars at Toyota. No. Oh, I, man, look I, at the way he put that gosh. door on. Dang, Over in California, I wish we had that jig here. I'm going to I'm gonna have to use that process. That, that, that looks really cool. That could cut 12 seconds off my door installation. I mean, I mean bread man doesn't watch other people slang bread. Like, how, how does the Heiner's guy do it? Let's see. Is it more of a flick action? We or all a just toss action? we all just loaf around. Well, <laughs> loafers. <laughs> according to Adam, the Heiner's bread just floats into the store on its own and sets on the shelf because it comes from heaven, <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> it does come from West Virginia. Oh my gosh! So, but no, I I think we're going to see more and more like, and it's going to come it, where it will happen where and and Caleb Williams might be the perfect person. Where he you you look at him, he's like, I don't know, I, I technically have another year of eligibility. I don't necessarily want to go here. And you have somebody that's like, you come back and I'll, and and they're going to throw some obscene number out at him. And being Southern California, right. It's going to be a lot. It, of money. It's like I'll give you twenty million dollars. Well, I was telling you this afternoon, the the quarterback that is supposed to be signing for twenty twenty four for Florida, or I think it's twenty twenty four, hasn't signed yet. Because Florida apparently is not honoring what they offered him. I saw that, the NIL. Yeah, and now somebody else has supposedly come out with a $13 million offer for him. $13 million. And he's never been on the field in the college. Tennessee has, what, an $8 million quarterback? Yep, supposedly, yeah. Yeah. And he's supposed to play. There. He's and, supposed to be there this year, right? And he just yeah. went to number one on the, on the uh, draft on the ranking boards. Overarch? Yeah. Wow. So. That might be an overarch. Maybe. But the. <laughs> the Sorry, uh, is that bad? <laughs> but, but apparently he wants to be a Florida Gator. His parents want him to be a Florida Gator. But 
somebody on the Florida side is not doing what they're supposed. What they're not matching up to what they said they were going to do. Fire, fire napper, and easy now. Easy now. Don't 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 fire the napper. Billy Napper's going to get things right. You leave Napster alone. Billy Napper. Well, I'm Mar took him down once. We ain't going to take him down again. <laughs> the Napster. And you call us old. Nap City. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on to uh, the NFL. Nappy Roots. <laughs> Where I was going. Where I was going. All right. Um, NFL. Lamar Jackson is holding the Ravens hostage. But is he? As he should. A hundred percent. But I don't disagree with what he's doing. No, I don't either. But like, I don't think he's holding them hostage. I think he's looking out for him. Like, listen, and 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 you said it perfect earlier. He's like, I gave you an opportunity to pay me. You said no. Why am I going to risk myself? Yeah. For you, when you're not willing to pay me, right? And I, I fully prepare. I'm. I've if they. Franchise tag him, he's not going to sign it. Well, you and I have – we've talked. I looked it up. Thanks, Deshaun Watson, happy baby and all. Uh, if they try to franchise tag Lamar Jackson, $45 million. He won it $50 million a year. Yeah. If they – you can franchise him twice. Right. If you franchise him the following year, $54 million. Yeah. They're not going to franchise tag him. They would sign him long term. I don't think he signed long term with him. I don't either. There's a lot of speculation that he's going to get traded. And ever like what do you all think there's any validity to this uh, to the Chicago Bears trading? No. No. Justin, Justin Fields? Fields. It is Absolutely. all over the place. I think they could. Because no if if they interview they and could they fall in love with Bryce Young. Absolutely. I think they're making a mistake not taking Very much trouble. so. Oh, who? Anybody, number one pick. Whoever has the number one pick should take CJ. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were getting ready to say I think they're making a major mistake getting rid of of Justin Fields well, because he's if, better than both of them. If you remember, I said in my bold predictions, Justin Fields was going to be the MVP of the football season this year. Justin Fields just needs a wide receiver or two to be able to throw the ball to. Other uh, and Mooney is there, but he got hurt. So, but other than that, he's got the wheel. I think if he got traded. That would help solidify my pick of him being MVP. But I think they would be dumb to trade him because Very much he's so. just now figuring it out. It's not like you have him surrounded with a bunch they of all-stars. Could, they could just get a haul for the number one pick and make their team better. I just think get a number Justin one pick. Fields. Get a number I, I one think, pick for next year. I think year. they can get the same haul for him and take the quarterback. Get a number one pick for next year and take Marvin Harrison Jr. Justin Fields is about to be due a paycheck. Has he shown enough from the Bears to earn a paycheck? Wait a minute. He, this is this was his this second, is year? second year. I know, but rookies are only on four year deals. Well, yeah, and you okay. can pick up the fifth year, right? But still, three years down the road, he's going to want money. I mean, and he probably will deserve a, it. By a that lot time. of people speculate it's a it's a Jackson and Fields flop, you know, swap. He would thrive in Baltimore. Because Harbaugh has fixed that offense. I agree with that. Harbaugh's play calling it. I don't know. I think Harbaugh's losing his mind. Well, and the thing about it is is they they don't want to pay Jackson. They don't have to pay Fields for at least three more years. Right. The Bears have over $100 million in cap space, so they could pay uh, Lamar. They could go get a wide receiver. They're more likely to get a free agent wide receiver to come play with Lamar Jackson than they are Justin Fields. Absolutely. So then – 
As a Bears fan, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Well, but you're but, not a Bears fan. You're I don't a know about fan. that. But then, but then that, but the whole thing. I'm a Jags fan now. Dolphins the, won the wheel. <laughs> this is true. Is it my time to talk now? <laughs> no, I've tried, but I'm okay. tired of getting interrupted. <laughs> you can go. Are you sure? Because you got that look in your face, like I'm getting ready to start talking, and then you're going to interrupt me again with another side conversation. My family does that all the time. <laughs> so I'm just going to talk through you t- interrupting me in just a second. But your, your, your theory is that they're going to move Justin Fields because the GM is going to fall in love with the quarterback. If you trade for Lamar Jackson, you're not going to fall in love with the quarterback unless Lamar is the quarterback that you're falling in love with. Well, you trade, you trade for Lamar and then you take uh, Will Anderson with the number one pick. I, I, Jalen Carter. I, nah, Will, I think Will Anderson's the number one pick. Jalen Carter. In terms, in terms of defensive player. Um, I'll just think, shock the system and take the Johnson kid from TCU – to be the wide receiver to go with him. He's not bad. He's a freak. <laughs> He's not bad. He got dog in <laughs> And it's not fluffy. <laughs> it's not fluffy. Uh, <laughs> or buddy. Um, you don't – I mean, Baltimore is not going to – I guess they would if they're not going to get anything returned, but they're surely not going to trade you Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson straight up. No. So is it not going to take Justin Fields and the number one pick? That's too much. For Lamar? It's – What's given? Lamar has won an MVP in the last two years. What has Lamar proved? He gets hurt, right? So I mean, <laughs> but I this, mean, Justin Fields hurt, but he's but he's but twenty-five. When Justin Fields went, and he's got an MVP under his belt, and Stetson Bennett's older than him <laughs> by seven years, and Jackson can throw the ball much better than Fields. I Jackson prove it. Jackson's top five he, quarterback. He has proved it. He's nah. been an MVP when when he has wide receivers. I mean, look. It's what I just said about I mean, Justin Fields, he too. He literally got Hollywood Brown payday because of how well he threw the ball I to Hollywood Brown. I just don't think that Justin also Fields has – I don't think paid. Justin Fields has had the chance with a good, good well, right no. receiver to be able to throw no, the ball. He, no, no, he hasn't. And, and, I, and, and I agree with that point. But I think to get to get Lamar Jackson, it's going to take more than just Justin Fields. I, I think I, I think the Bears are going to have to yep. – and, and I think it could potentially – the the Ravens could be like, well, if you want him, it's going to take Justin Fields and the number one pick. I agree. There's no way it's one on one. I don't know that it's the number one pick. It might be the second or third, or fourth round pick because they're not. I mean, they're not. I mean, if you I'm, save yourself look, a couple, you I'm going to tell you right now, Madden will not let you do that trade. <laughs> <laughs> they say they say that, that's real life. <laughs> but, period. But. If I'm Baltimore, like that's where I start. Like you want, you want Lamar? Okay, I'll take Justin Fields. I your number one. Pick. Totally understand where you're coming and then from because you, you let you them just, come down. Exactly, I understand that. So Chicago's silly not to, not yeah. to do any of that. I and just think, just move out of it down to four, five, six. I think Chicago takes the player they want, and it's Will Anderson or Carter. I, th- I think I think they move down to four with the Colts. The Colts right. jump ahead of the Texans to take sure. CJ Stroud to take either Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whichever one they want. If the if the Colts move up to one, I think they take CJ Stroud because Strapp. at that point, Will Anderson makes sense at four. Yeah, him and Jalen Carter both make sense. Sure. Well, and you get a haul after after seeing what CJ Stroud did to Georgia. I'm in agreement with Neil. I think he's I think he's the pick that you have to take. I love I love Bryce Young. Don't get me wrong, and Bryce Young's gonna be great. But I think if I had to bet my future on anybody in this draft, it's CJ Stroud. The only thing against CJ Stroud, and it's nothing to do with his ability, is we've seen Ohio State quarterbacks in the pros and none of them seem to turn out. 
I mean, Alabama I don't, quarterbacks get concussed. None of them well, have I had mean, – Alabama's them, got Mac Jones and Tua. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> none of them have done what C.J. Stroud did. None of them has had the build. But that, that's what they said about of, Justin Fields when he came out. Yeah, but he didn't throw the ball like that. Like he ran a lot at Ohio State. Yeah, but it didn't take him. It, it, he's and, got the and Lamar for the flick. Record, the, I don't really want the Bears to trade Justin Fields away unless it is for Lamar Jackson. I, I don't want them to just trade him away and draft another quarterback and let's start all over again. I have long said that I think Lamar Jackson – well, my, my, Miami's GM has come out uh, in the last couple of days and doubled down that two is the starting quarterback next year. Until he's not medically cleared to play. True, but he's already made that statement. So they're, not, they're currently not in the market for a quarterback. Jacksonville has their quarterback. Tampa, we don't know what Tom's doing. I think we're going to talk about Tom Brady in a little bit. I think Tom Brady only has two possible destinations if he wants to play next he year. He was emotional in that press conference. I time. think Tom Brady's back in Tampa next year. I don't think he is. He said he basically said goodbye to Tampa. I, the, think, uh, he, I think he's on his couch. He said, he said goodbye to the media. He said uh, thanks for the treating me nice. When he said when he said the year. hopefully part, it was almost like he was going to say hopefully I'm back here next year, and then he was like, hey, I'm not going down that road yet. I think and I. I'm jumping ahead of myself. I think he's either in Tampa or Las Vegas. I think those are the only two landing spots he has if he if he plays next year. But so Tampa's not gonna they don't they don't have the money to pay for him. Um so Florida's out. You go he could possibly go to New Orleans, but who wants to go to New Orleans? No one to throw it to other than Olave. And Olave's pretty Olave's good. Olave's pretty good. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> well, that's one more than what he has currently in I mean, he's got Mark Andrews, but that's one more one more receiver that he currently has in Baltimore. Uh, I mean, he's got Duvernay. Um, got good crawfish down Louisiana. <laughs> they got good crawfish. I think, though, the place he ends up or could potentially end up would be the team that has the number four pick. And I think the ball. I, th- I think I was going to say the Baltimore, Baltimore Col- Colts. I was. We're going say, old school. Yeah, the Indianapolis Colts. I remember them. <laughs> I'm sure you do, <laughs> Pepal. Uh, I think the the Colts would be a great landing spot for Lamar Jackson. Interesting. I think it's going to be fantastic to to see what all transpires and then uh, leading up to the draft for sure. So, staying in the did you uh, say sting? Staying oh the icon. Uh, I was gonna. I was. Can you feel it coming? In oh, that thing. That thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that's uh, Phil Collins. So oh, was it not Sting? No. Oh, no. you thought it was though. No, I was thinking about Sting, the icon still. Sting was every breath you take. I thought that was P Diddy. Every move. It was. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, remake. Remake for, for the people listening. And Faith Evans. Like that. Oh, no, it wasn't Faith Evans. Faith. Uh, no, no. Faith Hill. No, it wasn't P Diddy and Faith Hill. <laughs> no, it was just P Diddy and no, Mace. No, there was a girl. There was a girl. It was. It was the, to Biggie. No, there was a girl. There was a girl to that song? Yes. And that's like, yeah. that's the age gap we're sitting with here for all you. They're <laughs> yeah, wanting to say Sting. Faith we, is right, we grew but up I on can't Diddy. remember. It's Faith Evans. Faith I was Evans. right. But then I said Faith Evans, and in my mind it sounded like a, the, uh, sounded like a white country singer, and I was like, there's no way she would be that's, in a song with me, Diddy. That's which Sarah is why Evans. I said, Sarah Evans. Which is why I said Faith Hill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anywho. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. I didn't. I thought P. Diddy sung that song. What is it? The five ways you get back to Kevin Bacon. We just get the five ways you get back to Faith Evans. <laughs> I didn't know it was Tom Collins. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. <laughs> That's what I said. Phil Jackson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Put that down on the list of 20 questions. How many Phil's do you know? <laughs> Phil McCrotch. <laughs> Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Philip McMuffle farts. <laughs> He's German. He is. Wild card weekend. <laughs> I'm starting to realize I think I'm the problem. <laughs> You're, You're the, the solution. solution. <laughs> I love Michael Keaton. Actually, I would prefer you all to refer to me as that from now on. The, the solution. solution. <laughs> Hold on, let me call the solution. <laughs> solution, what do you think about this? I thought you were the broker. Right, I mean, well, hey, it kind of runs in the same realm. The broker, the, the broker solution. solution. I can't be the broker anymore if I'm going to be in the Dynasty League, right? Who told you that? I don't know. You're oh, you've been having league? you've been having conversations with Sean that I don't know anything about. We're in the back, but <laughs> no, 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 you're not in my no, back door. No, 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 the fabulous head coach of the Lady Indian 8th grade basketball team. The shiniest head in Montgomery County. It is a nice head. He gives Mr. Clean a run for his money. Um, he said he would knife fight somebody for a spot. You, you wouldn't hear last week, so we actually – We went over that. We, we scheduled a fight between the two of you all to fight for an entry. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but there's two spots. Why the heck do we have to fight each other? I don't know. That was his suggestion. We just want to see it. Okay. I mean, listen – I haven't really talked to the guy. For the record, I told him I thought your size would be able he to He seems nice enough, but I'll kill him. I don't care. <laughs> you know Tony the Muscle, so. <laughs> Show him Tony the Muscle. Whoa. <laughs> Talk about back doors. Put it. Are we talking about Tennessee <laughs> Police Department again? No, we're talking about. <laughs> Wild Card Weekend. Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> and actually. And it was to, wild. To clear things up. I've had zero conversations with anybody about what I just said. <laughs> cool. Too late. It's already been out there. It's public. Washington Post just tweeted about it. Stop it. If the New York Post comes out about it, then it's bad news. <laughs> Back page. So, Back door. <laughs> the reason I wrote down Wild Card Weekend, like you said, it was wild. It was wild. Right? The, the – uh, the Seahawks hung around for a little while, and then the 49ers put their foot down. And then they remembered who they were. Right? <laughs> the Seahawks were leading at halftime. They were. Yeah. I was like, Gino's going to pull this off. And then, did you, did and then I, Brock Purdy got that dog in him. Did no. I send you all the meme that it said Wild Card Weekend, and it said uh, Gino Smith in the second half, and it was him wearing a Jets jersey? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can never say Brock Purdy's name. Brock. Right. Brock Purdy. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I mean, it was that was that was genius to have him come out. And Fox do that. knows what they're doing. That's for sure. They they utilize their football connection and their wrestling connection to put that put that together. I did see where uh, it was you that uh, what was it you said about Brock Purdy? Hold on, I'll find Who? it. Who? Adam. You keep talking, John. I'll interrupt you. Okay. 
I say so much, I don't even know. <laughs> so, how does Staley still have his job after they blew that 27 nothing lead? I'm renaming, I'm renaming him. I almost did in our uh, text thread. <laughs> the crap that they laid in, in, the, in that game – He's now Deuce Staley until further notice. I know there was a Deuce Staley. Yeah, and he, he was, was good. He was, he was really good. good for the this Eagles. This is this is Deuce Deuce. Okay, Deuce Staley for the Chargers is In fact, awful. I think he's still around. I think he's he's a, a coach. He's for like a, the Saints, I believe. Is he an offensive coordinator somewhere? I thought it was running back coach. May, oh. He he was with the Saints for a while. I think yeah. he he might be with the Eagles. Did you see the press conferences after the game when they asked Staley what the Jags did different in the second half? And he said, nothing, they didn't do anything different. And then they asked Peterson what they did second, different in the second half. And he goes, well, I think it was the fact that we changed to an up-tempo pace and we started pushing the ball a little bit faster down the field. And then, then you look at that and you're like, did Staley really not realize that? And isn't he supposed – like, he, he's supposed to be an offensive guru, right? I mean, as big as these coaching staffs are that we have right now, somebody on the team could look like, at it and go – It was like, hey, coach, I think they're playing a little faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you realize this or not. In the first half, they were running plays every 27 seconds. Now they're every 18 seconds. Yeah, coach, coach, it, it's, it's moved a little faster. We might want to pick it up. Like that scene on <laughs> Friday Night Lights, the movie where they get the state championship game. He comes to the sideline. What's going on out there? They big. They big. They fast. <laughs> they tackle. <laughs> they put their pants on just like I do. It's just all they had to do was run the ball. They were they were being able to run the ball. The clock management is I, I don't understand. It was the kiss of death. They played not to lose. Right. Yeah. Prevent only prevents you from winning. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's the worst defense to play, even on a video. And do game. you know who I blame for this? Every sports media personality for the last two years, because every time Brandon Staley's turned on his TV, every time he's turned on his radio, all he's heard is why is he so aggressive? That's stupid, going forward on fourth down all the time. That makes no sense playing that analytic game. So he gets conservative in the second half, and look what it gets him. Right. He got away from who he was. Well, I told you all. They weren't putting pressure on him, and Trevor picked him apart. They were who we thought they were. <laughs> you want to crown him? Crown him! <laughs> we should do a rush more of uh, – Press conference rants. Playoffs? <laughs> Playoffs? We're talking about practice. You want to come to somebody? Come to me. I'm, I'm 40. Me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Well, there you go. We just did it. <laughs> uh, so, I think. Wait, one more. I want winners. Can't win with them. Don't want them. <laughs> that was a good one. Also, Bob Knight, when asked how he lost the game, they said, he said, as only Bob Knight can, that's the stupidest effing question I've ever heard. They scored more points than we did. <laughs> <laughs> because only Bob Knight can say that. Right. Um, but as I told you all, I said, I think it goes to prove how important Mike Williams was to the team. He's, he's almost True. like Justin Herbert's security blanket when yeah. he's out there. Right. And let's not lose the fact that Justin Herbert – Played the entire season for a good portion. Hurt. Right. He should have set games out, and he didn't. Right. It makes me wonder if, like, 
he's still playing on that rookie deal, so he's trying to make an impression, right? He's trying to he's trying to earn that second contract. And I think we're going to see more players take the Lamar Jackson approach of no, I, I, I'm still playing for my future. I know that I I know that you put some you put some stock in me by drafting me that you give me this contract to begin with. I'm trying to earn my second contract. I can't do that hurt. Right. Um, had he had he healed up, taken a couple weeks and healed up, maybe they don't make the playoffs. But maybe they do, and then you have a healthy Justin Herbert who yeah. is healthy most of the season. What what about the ref? Chasing down Bosa and calling him for that 15-yard penalty because he was cussing as he was walking away from that him. is completely just a power trip. That's all that was. These refs get in the way every single Sunday. We see it more I and mean, more. They had two really bad calls on Bosa, and it cost. I mean, they were both very costly, for for sure. Um, one of the future topics that I have wrote down is for us to talk about the 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 rules that we don't like in sports. And that, we got to get to that at one point because I think that would be a phenomenal topic. Let's talk about the genetics that the Bosa parents have. My goodness. Right. The Bosa parents and the what parents? Oh, my gosh. What? What? It's what. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, two of the three Watt brothers are going to be Hall of Famers. What? 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 Right. What? What? I can't do that with Bosa. Bosa? <laughs> Bosa? <laughs> So, um, Bosa! right. <laughs> the uh, Giants, Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes, they the uh, quarterback nobody wanted. Thanks, Sean. And the New York Giants, <laughs> don't remind me. Hey, did he trade him to you? You got rid of Danny Dimes. No, I, I don't want to talk about he, it. He didn't even realize it. We made the trade. Uh, we made the big trade that we made for so I don't want to talk about Nick Chubb. Or, so I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. And he, move on. <laughs> he texted me the next week. It was it. like, I didn't even know that Daniel Jones was in that trade. <laughs> so, I first traded you, Daniel Jones, for Matt Ryan. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> talk about disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. I think Minnesota. Future, hold on, real quick. I think a future show topic should be terrible fantasy trades that Sean's pulled off through the years. We don't. That'd be a four-part episode. <laughs> he tried to swindle me already in the baseball. He, he talked about it last day. week. He brought up two last week. So, anyway, he's a swindler now. Moving on. Usually, uh, he swindles himself. <laughs> very good at that. He is very good at he, that. He he thinks he's backdooring you. Oh, wait. And then he turns around, it's a double-sided See, when he's backdooring himself. He, that's, he that's turned on the backwater. Adam, Adam doesn't realize that any trade that I make always plays out better for the opposing team yeah. than it does me. Yeah. Always. Not, Never fails. Not not always. One I can think of, and I know what you're thinking. So that's not always. Yeah. I mean, I did make a trade with you that you won a championship because of that's, that's true. That's true. Anyway, Minnesota has played that close line all year long. And they finally got caught. And I've said that they've been they've been overrated. Overrated. I said they were overrated all yeah. year long. Yeah. I still contend that if we played the season all over, Green Bay's still the best team in the division. I, I mean, I think it might be Detroit. Detroit got hot. They did, but so did so did Green Bay until week eighteen against Detroit. <laughs> against Detroit. <laughs> Detroit swept them. I will say, you wouldn't have thought this was going to be a huge and. It, He's been gone for a few years, but Jamal Williams and his resurgence 
He was always good. I hated always to good. see him go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but and he is one quirky son of a guy. And guy-in. he seems like the kind of guys that you want in your locker room. Like, they ask, obviously, when the Packers play the Lions, they always ask the players, like, how do you feel about Jamal? And Aaron Rodgers always is like, I'm not a hugger, but I hug him every well, time I, I see him. I thought it was cool, and before we talk about the Vikings game, I thought it was cool that the last time they played, he was standing at the uh, at the tunnel. And he high fived and hugged every Green Bay Packer as they were as as they were coming out. Yeah. Like I, th- I thought that was cool. Did Did you see the Did you, Did you see his intro in that last game when they were when you know how NBC yeah. goes through and he goes, "I am Kakagaka, leader of the." <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know what he said. It, what would they do? The, would they do the closed captions? It just says inaudible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It is so funny. So um, the Ravens. Totally had the opportunity to beat the Bengals. Blew that game. Do you think John Harbaugh gets fired eventually only to get replaced by his brother? Is that why Jim's not taking any head coaching jobs Jim's in the NFL? Jim's waiting on John to get he's fired. Waiting, he's waiting on John to get fired? John, remember that time you beat me in the Super Bowl? Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> the ultimate kick in the – I mean, like, that's the ultimate. Like Maybe they just switch roles. Right. You got – you you got me in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I took your job. <laughs> well, <laughs> you won the Super Bowl, and they still think I'm better than you. <laughs> if he thinks, if he keeps making play calls like he did in the late game Sunday night, then then yeah, he will. And J.K. Dobbins outed him. Was like one hundred percent. The reason why I didn't get the ball blows my mind. Yeah. They he tried to run the ball with the field. No. Yeah, tried to run the ball with Andrews, didn't go anywhere. What? Then tried to throw a swing pass out to Justice Hill, and he fell down before the ball ever got Listen, to him. my offensive coordinator, if I'm standing there, John Harbaugh, and I'm looking out, and I see Mark Andrews, and I'm like, I look at my offensive coordinator, I look back in the field, and when I see him running, I just look at him and say, you're fired. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're fired. Yeah. Well, a couple years ago, Tennessee made that big with uh, John U. Smith. They would run a tight end reverse at the one yard line every time, and they would score. Maybe they thought. Well, listen, and Kelsey has done that, but Mark Andrews isn't Kelsey. He's not as athletic. Listen, as Kelsey. you you pull a Dallas Cowboy move. You put a big offensive lineman in as your fullback. If you want to give him the ball, give him. The, Tampa does it with Vita Vea sometimes. Yeah. I mean, who who was the who was the uh, who was the guy that the Patriots used to always put in? Vrabel. Vrabel, he's he's caught like five touchdown passes. I mean, who yeah. made that? Who made that popular long time ago? The fridge. The yeah. fridge. Yeah. Yep, for sure. That's back when the Bears were good. The Bears. That one year, oh, they were better than. I mean, they were good in the eighties. No, they weren't. They, they even they, had that. They were good-ish. They had that time in the two thousands with Cutler. They did. I think he made it. <laughs> My point was. Jay Cutler is the best quarterback in Bears franchise history, and that shows you how bad the Bears are. Tim McMahon. I mean, he won the Super Bowl. You just said they were good for one year. Yeah. Cutler was good for multiple years. He didn't win a Super Bowl. I would I would argue that Rex Grossman outranks Jay Cutler Ooh. in Ugh. in Bears history because he got us to a Super Bowl. That defense got you to the Super Bowl. Devin Hester got us to the Super Bowl. That He's did a help. Freak. So, and then of course we had last night's game. I know you don't want to talk about no, it. No, no, no. I, I do want to talk about but it. But nobody picked the Cowboys in our predictions last week because we all said there's no way that Tom Brady loses that game. It's funny. 
I recorded before I sent my video. I recorded a video first, and I picked the Cowboys. And I recorded the second video. Something happened on the first one. I got cut off because it wasn't as long. That's what she said. And I recorded a second video. And the second video, I picked Tampa to win. I always hate picking Tampa in the playoffs. I always hate doing it because right. I don't. Because then it feels like I have double the double the investment, right? Yeah. Um, Tampa got absolutely. In every aspect of, of football, minus extra point making. <laughs> I was going to say, minus they won the extra point game. They did win yeah. the extra point game. Yeah. And it and how that guy, I know he had a great regular season, how he still has a job today blows my mind. He missed four straight extra points, five if you count the last game. Right. So, here's what I think. And, and I, know, I know we talk about Tom Brady. The first thing is, I've said for weeks that the NFL now is entertainment so they can fix games. Right? Yeah. If you all watched the game, Adam, did did you watch the game? I went to sleep when it was 18 to nothing. Okay, I went to sleep at 24 nothing. But so you so you watched this part. The first half of the first quarter, all you heard Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and the graphics talked about was how Tom Brady had not thrown a red zone interception in three years. It's the longest active streak. Tom Brady, oh, they're in the red zone. Tom Brady's never thrown an interception. In a Bucks Tom, uniform. In a Bucks uniform. Tom Brady's going three years without throwing. Tom Brady, no interceptions. 410. And then what does he do? First, first drive they get to the They're red in the zone. red zone, throws an interception. And it was, and they were like, Troy Aikman trying to backtrack out of it. <laughs> I think he was trying to throw that one out of the back of the end zone. He floated that joker. Yeah. There was no try to th- throw. I, honestly, I thought he. I thought it was tip. It was not. Yeah. It was just a poor throw. He had a lot of poor throws last night. He did. He didn't look like Tom Brady. But well, he hasn't looked like Tom Brady well, all year. And I mean, he he kept getting, he kept tripping, and and I mean, he fell down that one time. You know, going back out of the. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. It is. Uh, I mean, he, he words are hard. He attempted a thousand passes, or well, like it was, and that's part of it, like, right? So, and part of my what problem was he, with thirty-five for sixty-six or something, and like at that? forty-five years old, if you're throwing sixty-six times, you're not. I bet his arms hurting this morning. Part of my problem with Tampa all year long is actually for three years, right? They've been able to overcome it with their defense the past two years. Is they say, well, you know. We just can't get our run going. You're not committed to the run. If you go back and watch the first half, most of their run plays, very few of them, were for positive yards. When you run Leonard Fournette and Rashad White in and out and and you give them the chance to run the ball, they're going to get you positive yards most of the time. Tom Brady's uh, bread and butter his entire career has been play action. They get the run going, get the run going, get the run going, then he's going to hit you with the play action down the field, right? So, so, but when you don't even attempt to run the ball, Byron Leftwich should lose his job. He did. They did he, fi- they fired him this morning. Did they really? Are did you, you not see that? No. Did y'all not see that? No. I, I can't believe not, I, I can't believe you didn't send that out. Yeah, Byron Leftwich got fired. Well, that's the only way they can get Tom Brady back. No, listen. Somebody had to be the fall guy. I get it. Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich have been the fall guy for Todd Bowles all season. Yeah. Because Todd Bowles has shown he is not an NFL coach. But two, somebody he's has, two for two now. Somebody has to get the blame. So it's looking like 
Byron Leftwich is that guy that's gone. And Byron Leftwich now will go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. and be their offensive coordinator. And he'll take Matt Canada's job. Yeah. And Cliff Kingsbury will go to the Alabama Rehab Crimson Center. Tide. Yes, <laughs> because they let go Bill O'Brien today. So Bill O'Brien will go back to the Patriots. He should. And be rehabbed there. Yes. Uh, so good. I mean, I like Byron Leftwich, but – it, and, and I've said, though, this season proves it. It wasn't Byron Leftwich, It was Bruce Arians. Yeah. Bruce Arians was the one calling the shots, and, and he was keeping Byron Leftwich in check. Right. And this also proves that they made the right choice in Jacksonville by not hiring Leftwich and hiring Doug Peterson. So I wonder, and, 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 and I know you disagreed with me earlier, with them getting rid of Byron Leftwich, that is an attempt to, hey, Tom, if you want to play next year, we're going to, you know, we're 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 willing to change our offense up, right? right. They're going to have to, but it, going back, you have to run the ball, whether you're being successful with it or not. You have to give the give the implications that hey, I'm going to try to run it. I'm going to try to like they're professionals, right? They you don't draft the guys or sign the guys if you don't think they can run the ball. And I mean, they've drafted a running back in. What three out of the last four drafts? And there, you know, I could give you excuse after excuse, right? Because when when it's your team, that's kind of what you can do. Their offensive line took a hit day two of training camp with right. Ryan Jensen going down. You're like, well, he's just the center. Mm, that's a big role, right? All, an all pro, center. an all pro center who brings the nastiness. I mean, you saw Micah Parsons. He wasn't no ill intent. He walked up in Tampa's huddle trying to get through. Ryan Jensen was not letting him cut through him. He shoved him back. He tries again. He shoves him out of the huddle. Michael Parsons throws his hands up and flops on the ground. Nobody else but Ryan Jensen does that because right. they're scared that Michael Parsons is going to rip their face off. Yeah. Ryan Jensen's not. He doesn't care. <laughs> right. Because he'll, he'll kill you. That's a Jason Kelsey move is what that right. is right there. I mean, Tom Brady, when he decided he was coming back, made one call. Yeah. That call was to Ryan Jensen and says, hey, I need you to resign. Yeah. Tom Brady has got several of these guys to resign, which leads me to believe that he could come back and play. One thing I definitely know about Tom Brady is he's not going to go out with the season that he just had. Right. Because he feels like he was a loser. Yeah. He's not going to go out that way. Even, so Even though he still was like, Top ten in completions and well, yards. Well, it was the first time in his career he's had a, he's had a losing record. He threw more passes this year than I think he wanted to. Yeah, he was off all year long. Of course, he dealt with all kinds of things. You know, it's a wonder that he even finished the year. If I'm being completely honest, um, he does play next year. He he either I think the only two places because when you look at all the places that made sense, he's not going to go to New Orleans if Sean Payton doesn't go. Sean Payton's not going because they haven't got rid of Dennis Allen yet. Right. He's not going to go to Houston. Houston's going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. He's not going to go to Arizona. Arizona has Kyler Murray. Yeah. He's not going to go to San Francisco because they have Brock Purdy. Right. He's not going to go to Denver. They have Russell Wilson. He's not going to go to Indianapolis because they don't need to do that again. No. They, they need to reset and move forward and get past the 35-plus right. guys at quarterback. So they're going to draft a quarterback. So you look, he's either going to go to Las Vegas with Josh McDaniel. He's going to go to the Jets with their mess up there. Or he's going to go to the Patriots. 
And I don't see that happening. He's either. not going to the Patriots unless Belichick leaves. I mean, possibly Washington, but I don't see that either. I don't think I, I don't think I, I think Washington's going to go with Heineke this year, and then they're going to draft quarterback next year. I think they go with Sam Howell. You think so? Yep. I think Sam Howell showed enough to prove that he's at least capable of playing the NFL. So game. I think Tom Brady ultimately, if he. If he plays next year, like I think he's going to, and like a lot of people think he's going to as well, I think it's either Tampa or it's or it's going to be Las Vegas. Yeah. I think those are the only two places that make sense. Because he's 46. You know, Sean, you remember that. It was 20 years ago for you. You don't like the cold. It wasn't even 30 days ago. Take it back. It was 32 days ago. You don't – I mean, you don't like the cold. No, I don't. So – Getting hit in the cold sucks. So you're either going to stay in the NFC South or you're going to go out west. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I, I that I agree with you. I think that's the only two options. Um, but then you look at it too. There were teams that were reluctant to sign Tom Brady three years ago because they were like, ah, you know, is forty three year forty four year old Tom Brady is he better than what we have right now? I'm not sure. And now you got Tom Brady that has thrown more passes in the last three years than at any span in his career. You're like, eh. And then you have Ryan Clark who come out last night and said, honestly, is there anybody that wants this version of Tom Brady right now? And he's not wrong. No, he's he's not. And I mean he has the he has the Fox job waiting on him. Right. The only thing, the only reason he comes back is to disprove what just happened, the losing record. But I don't know that, I don't know that coming back to the Raiders or the Bronco or the Bucks, I don't know that that improves to where they're not still a losing team. Well, I will say if Tampa commits to the run, okay, with her new offensive coordinator, and he can get his relationship right with Mike Evans. There's something going on there. You could tell they were disconnected all year long. And that's the first time in three years they've been that way. So I don't know if Mike was put off with him, if he was put off with Mike, what the problem was. But if he can fix that, offensive line can stay healthy. They're still the, the core of the team that won, that won the Super Bowl three years ago, two years ago. I'm glad you brought that up. So – with Tampa, they don't have any money to really sign anybody. Green Bay was the same. The Rams were the same way. So those three teams basically said, hey, let's run it back. Mm-hmm. All three teams struggled this year. Yep. So do you think, like, maybe the NFL is a copycat league? It is. Do you think maybe other teams just figured them out over the 17 games last year and was like, Okay, we know what they're going to do. Well, we know and, what they're about. And 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 very very possible. And when you look at a team like Tampa that you know is going to throw the ball 50 plus times a game, that becomes very easy to defend. Yeah. I mean, you got to give the Cowboys credit. They they got thumped by uh, thumped on the first game of the year, although Dak did get hurt in that game. But their game plan last night, they worked to perfection. Mm-hmm. Dak looked better than he's looked all year long. So it was funny. I had told I had told people I was like, you know, I was worried about the run game of of Dallas, and and Adam said last night during the game, 
if Dallas keeps running Zeke, they're keeping Tampa in the game. Yeah, they only rush for like 60-something yards. Well, I said you're going to have to make Dak beat you. Well, Dak looked like an MVP last night. Yeah. He was throwing the wide open guys. Tampa, well, it was flip for them. And Dallas Dallas was like, we're going to make Tom Brady beat us. Yeah. Dallas was like, we're going to let you run the ball. But you're going to have to show that you can beat us. Right. And, I mean, th- again, they were successful on their runs. Yeah. They just don't run the ball. And then when they got behind, it's like, oh, well, we got to throw, 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 throw. Right. So Byron Leftwich, you're right, was the fall guy. If they have, if they get Tom Brady back next year, or if they get if they go out because if they don't get Tom Brady, they're going to have to go get a quarterback yeah. because they're obviously not committed to Kyle Trask, right? And Blaine Gabbert's not the answer, right? Blaine Gabbert's never the answer. So it's Jameis Winston. I listen. I've long, I've long said I would be okay with Jameis Winston. I don't think Jameis Winston's terrible. I mean, he threw for five thousand yards in the NFL. Of course, yeah. that was also with thirty interceptions. But he's got the he's got the eyes fixed now. Um, I'd be okay with Jameis Winston. But if they get as an owner of Mike Evans, I wouldn't mind Jameis Winston. That's for sure. Um, if if they go out and get a quarterback, like I think they're going to, whether it's Tom Brady or somebody else, and they and they have another subpar year next year, then Todd Bowles has to lose his job. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you made the statement earlier, and then we'll move on to the next that the eight best teams are left in the playoffs, and I solidly agree with I that. I think, and you know, and I know, I know the Giants have been the, you know, all no, the Giants are good. Yeah, yeah. Brian Dable has changed the culture. Yeah. Doug Peterson has changed the culture. Dan, it just goes to show you hiring the right coach, and they've played the Eagles tough both times. The Giants can beat the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be hard for the Cowboys because they got the the short end of the stick when it comes to the Niners. The Niners played the very first game. They've had two and a half days extra, yep. and they're at home. Yep. So the Cowboys have less preparation time, and they've got to travel. It's going to be a tough game, but, I mean, if the Cowboys played like they did last night, barring the missed extra points, I think they can beat the, the, the Niners. I don't think they will, but I think they can. I think the Niners, and, and we've thought this since they got Christian McCaffrey, I think the Niners are the team that come out of the NFC. I mean, yep. if you look, in, it's it's interesting. The four last teams left, three of them are NFC East teams, and we, who we thought at the beginning of the year would be the worst division in football. Yep. Because and the we, 49ers. Well, we thought it was going to be the Eagles and everybody else. And we, we always think about – we always think about, well, when so-and-so is a good team, football's better. When so-and-so is a good team, football's better. I remember when I was a teenager, these four teams, the the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the 49ers, were four, always four of the best teams in football and almost were always competing for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's fantastic to see these teams well, back. Know, and It's always good to see your – Jaguars and you know hopefully the Texans get like it's always good to see those teams you know uh, that come in there that haven't the Bengals like yeah. like that's cool yeah but there's something to be and we talk about this in college football too football's better when your blue blood programs are good right you know right when the Green Bay Packers one of the most beloved teams in football when they're playing good football right because you either love them 
or you hate them. Right. You know, Dallas Cowboys, you're either a diehard Dallas fan or you can't stand them. Right. But either way, you're rooting one way or the other. You, <laughs> That's true. So That's true. When Dallas is on TV, it's money. Yeah. Yeah. So I come across this the other day uh, watching a video, and I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, too bad Wes had to leave and he didn't get a chance to do this. But it was like a, a – Wake up, Wes. Yeah. A little, a little, uh, <laughs> a little game. Let's just say, for instance, your favorite team's in the playoffs, right? And you get the opportunity to bring back one offensive player and one defensive player throughout history of your franchise to make a run to the Super Bowl. Who you picking? You're a Bucks fan, Neil. Okay. So, so Tampa's still in the playoffs. It's automatically assumed that your favorite okay. team is in the playoffs. Okay. Well, we were in the playoffs till last night. Uh, I'm bringing back Mike Allstott. I knew you would say that. I, I'm a Wark Dunn mark. Wark yeah. Dunn was my favorite player. Yeah. We don't have a back like Mike Allstott. Right. So I'm bringing back Mike Allstott. And then I think I'm going to bring back Rondé Barber. Okay. Nice. I was, was I was John Lynch on your team? He was. See, I was figuring you would go with Warren Sapp or John Lynch. Well, so I thought about this. So, so my thought process was either Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, or Rondé Barber. Yeah. So we got Vita Vea. He's you know he's a he's a he's a he's a tackle. Mm, Warren Sapp would probably help, but I think we got that covered. When you look at Brooks. We got uh, we got White, we got David, we got Tryon, and we got Barrett when he's healthy. I don't think we need another linebacker. John Lynch was a safety, but more built like he wasn't like he couldn't play DB. Like yeah. he was, so I think we need that DB help, which is why I went Rondé Barber. Yeah. So I go Mike Allstott, Rondé Barber. Gotcha. And and Adam is a Packers fan. Are you? Always. Since when? Since always. So he's you're obviously bringing Favre back. Absolutely. No. Yes. Bart Starr. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brett Favre is coming back. Then you might as well keep Aaron Rodgers. No. Brett Favre had the gunslinger in him. Aaron Rodgers don't have that in him. Because Aaron Rodgers is better. If Brett Aaron Favre Rogers had the smarter. running backs that Aaron Rodgers – I'm sorry. If Brett Favre – Did you call him Brett Rodgers? No. Brett Brett Rogers. Brett Rogers. If, Aaron Favre. If Brett, if Brett Favre had the running backs that Aaron Rodgers has had in his career, he would have won more Super Bowls. Dorsey Levens was a good running back, but I get to pick a defense I'm on player. Now, right. right? You're going to bring back the Minister of Defense. Absolutely, Reggie White. Come back. Was Rashard Gary? That'd be gross. Would be nice. I forget about him going there because I always think of him being an Eagles. Guy, but he did finish his career with the Packers. And he just seemed like a really good guy. Like, he would kill you on the football field and then give you a hug afterwards and tell you that you played good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, hey, pick pick hey. you up, dust you off, and be like, you played good. Come on, come on, get up. You're okay, you're okay. To me, with the Bears, there's only two choices. Jim McMahon. It's Walter Payton at running back and Brian Erlacher at middle linebacker. I honestly couldn't see. I mean, Dick the Bruiser Buckus, uh, Matt. Uh, I just Elam. 
I just had it in my head a while ago. Olsen. The running back. Uh, Forte. Forte. Matt Forte was, was a great running back there as well. And then Peanut, the – Tillman. Yeah. Uh, Peanut Tillman was, was great as well. But No Devin Hester? No. Not over Erlacher. Erlacher was Ur, – Erlacher was like a 70s, 80s linebacker. Yeah. He, was, he was my favorite player. Erlacher was good. Yeah. yeah. And – Wes pulling for the Bungles. They've had no good players, so we'll just assume that he's going to bring back uh, Corey Dillon. Well, he's not going to. He's definitely not bringing back Boomer over Burrow, and he's not bringing back Icky Woods over. Uh, and he's not bringing back Ocho Cinco over, over any of the three they got now. So maybe he brings back Andrew Wentworth because that's something he would do. Uh, <laughs> prime Andrew Wentworth, and then uh, let's Pac Man Jones. No. Pac-Man was good. But was he better than Ray Malaluga when Ray Malaluga yeah. was good? Oh, Ray Malaluga couldn't cover to save uh, his life. No, he was a linebacker. He didn't have to cover. He'd yes, kill he you. Did. No, that is exactly how the Bengals kept getting beat. They would send these no. running backs don't and tight ends you, in don't routes. Don't dare. Who's the, who's the dude? Uh, he would probably take Who's David the dude that, that killed uh, Antonio Brown? Perfect. Perfect. Hey, oh. He scattered, scrambled his brain. Scrambled his brain. Today. Right there on Paul Brown's stadium. Yeah, <laughs> The day Antonio Brown died. There are still particles of his brain on the field. There are brain matter there. Yeah. There are some that would say he should have probably finished the job. Actually, as old as Wes is, he would probably bring back Paul Brown. Yeah. <laughs> the player. <laughs> the player. Oh, my gosh. So, Wes, you can thank us next week yeah. when so, you wake up. So, I, I thought that'd be – I thought that was kind of a cool little thing. Now, I know we still have the dog of the week, but – are, are we, we're an hour twenty in. We haven't got to what we actually wanted to talk about yet. We we want to leading up to the draft talk about the teams and you know the teams and what they need going into next so season. I always said in terms of wrestling, you know, you talk about creative. If I had the pencil, this is what I would do. So I I told Sean today. I said we ought to do that in terms of football. If we had the GM pencil for the team that he gives us, what would we do this offseason? Yeah. I like that idea. So there's only 14 weeks between now and the draft. And there's essentially we were thinking two per week, but that's not going to work because with 16 weeks. So we're going to talk about the four teams that got eliminated well, in the playoffs. Or we could do – we could start at the bottom and we just – I mean, if you make the championship game of the Super Bowl, you don't really need a whole lot. You're kind of there. Yeah. So we could just – and just kind of touch them maybe the week of the draft. Yeah. So I think we could start with the Bears and Texans if you wanted to. Start at the top and work our way down. Or the bottom and work our way up. Right. Yeah. So we, we, we've we touched on the fact of the Bears earlier. Um, their obvious weakness is wide receiver and defense. They got Chase Claypool. What do you mean? I think Chase will be fine. But – I. I'm not sold on the fact that I don't know what Justin Fields is yet. And and without someone to throw to, he reminds me a lot of Lamar Jackson, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I just don't understand how you look at a team like Cincinnati and a team like the Bucks and the team like the Cowboys that have all of these great wide receivers – and then we're we're rolling out Darnell Mooney and and Chase Claypool and guys that I can't even 
name. I know St. Brown's brother's there, but I mean, Equanimous. He's he's not the same, you know. No. So you you got the short end of the St. Brown stick. That's true. That's true. So, but you have to. To me, there's two paths. I guess you could just go ahead and take a defensive player with a number one pick. But I think it serves two purposes. I believe that you try to trade it and acquire more picks, primarily in this draft if you can. If you can get a first and a second and a third or something like that and a future first, which is what I think it should take to get it. Or you trade Justin Fields and acquire picks that way and then draft Stroud or Young. See, so my problem with the trading Justin Fields is I think he figured out this year and the Bears figured out this year what he is. Like they figured out what they have with him. He's a runner. He, yeah. Well, he's a runner. But they can't do that and then him stay healthy. Well, no, they can't. So, But he's also a thrower. He can, he can throw the ball. So we don't want him to run all the time. We don't want that to be the offense. So I think – and the reason – if we trade Justin Fields, you're putting yourself back – Another two years, three years, right? Because you're going to draft a rookie quarterback. You're going to have, you know, there's growing pains. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has played better this year. He still hasn't looked great. He still threw four interceptions in the first half. Yeah. So, you know, it's look at Peyton Manning. It was tough coming in and getting thrust right in. Yeah. So, if I'm the Bears, I make sure that I have the best possible offensive line that I can. I'm going to protect whoever my quarterback is. I'm going to commit to Justin Fields. I'm going to get him weapons. But the great thing about the draft and football is you can find quality receivers later in the draft. So I would potentially trade down. Like like Adam said, I would probably move with Indianapolis. I'd go for hit pick. And if I thought it was Carter or I thought it was Anderson, I'd go get the best defensive player yeah. at that pick. Yeah. Even if you want to stay at one, you can go ahead and just take that guy and end I all think out. You, I think you can too. Like if <laughs> you know, if They're both worthy of a number one pick. <clears throat> if – if you had a situation that you didn't need so much more help, though, that's that's the problem. It's can you can you trade down to four, still get one of those two guys, acquire another first round pick or a second or a couple of picks, and and get a wide receiver and get an offensive lineman. If you can take the first pick and still potentially get the same player that you want. Mm-hmm. And also come out of there with a wide receiver and an offensive lineman and a pick for next year, that's the way to go. People thought Jaguars were crazy last year for taking Walker from Georgia instead of uh, who was Thibodeau? Was he the number one? Uh, no. Uh, what's his face in uh, uh, Detroit? Oh, Aiden yeah. Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. People thought they were crazy. Now the Jaguars are in the playoffs. Yeah. If you pick the right guy at one, it don't matter what position it is. As long as you get it right, and you're going to be all right. And Aiden Hutchinson went to the perfect team. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, his absolutely. mentality and his, his He's heart, a Michigan man. He is. Yeah. I mean, and he will he will die on the field for the for the Lions, for sure. So Dan Campbell may die with him. Yeah, because he's coked up. Yeah. But I think the main thing is if Justin Fields is your guy – you have to show him that you're committed to him. Yeah. Uh, so he does need weapons. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it might be – he's still, he's still going to be serviceable, but 
a younger running back wouldn't be. They got Khalil Herbert. Yeah. They do, but he's gotten hurt both years that he's played. Right. So, far. so I mean, and as a running back who gets hit every time you have the ball in your hands, yeah. Fra- fragile isn't a good attribute to have. That's true. And you know, the one of the things that when you look at this, there's not a there's no offensive lineman that are top five picks, and that is very rare. You know, and it's like I think the speed of the game is what's changing that. You remember there used to be a time that there'd be three or four offensive linemen going the top ten. Yeah. And you just don't see that anymore. So, and then looking at the Texans, they have to take a quarterback. They have no choice. General Mills proved he was not the guy this year. Right. Offensive line is pretty good. I mean, Pierce had a really good rookie season. They need more wide receiver depth as well. They need help on defense as well. But they cannot trade that pick away to do what the Bears can do. Most, they have to have the quarterback. Most mock drafts, talk about real quick, you talk about offensive tackle. Paris Johnson out of Ohio State is the first offensive tackle off the board, uh, which somewhere between the 7 and 10 ranges, which is, like yeah. you said, is typically unheard of. Right, right. I mean, because and the reason I said that was the Bears need offensive line help. So they have the quarterback. Instead of trading that pick, they could take that dominant offensive lineman. But but those aren't there for the number one pick range right now. So real quick, I just pulled up a mock draft. Dane Brugler, better. Dane Brugler of the Atlantic just put out a mock draft today. And he has Will Evans number one. <laughs> Indianapolis trading with Chicago, like you had predicted. They're taking Bryce Bryce Young. Yeah. Also, like I predicted, which leaves and they're going to give trades number one for four thirty five and a twenty twenty four first round pick. So they and it has Houston taking. I'm looking at it right now. Will Levis. Yeah. There's no way. And it's not that I'm dogging Will Levis. I so have don't seen that. I have seen Levis above Stroud in multiple mock drafts. I have seen I have seen Stroud falling below five. There is no way I could ever make myself believe Will Levis is better than CJ Stroud. Tell him what you said the other day when we were talking about oh, Will Levis. So I did tell Sean the other day, I said, listen, if we don't pray about anything else. We need to pray that Will Levis is not a complete bust in the NFL because Adam will continue to bust our balls the rest of our life. Oh, absolutely. If he busts, yeah, you might as well mark that down. And I really don't think he's going to. I don't think he is either. I I think he's a perfect game manager type of quarterback. He's not going to hurt you, but but he's not. The thing is, a lot of NFL scouts think he's more than a game manager. And that's where I have a problem with it. I don't think he's more than a game manager. I don't know. They like they 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 like his attributes and his intangibles. Just well, if he still wanted to run the ball thirty times a game with Will Levis at quarterback, he was hurt though. Even before he was hurt last year, they ran the ball a ton. Look, I, I'm if Chris if, Rodriguez if was the number one running back coming back in if Cohen, at the end of last season. If if right. Cohen doesn't go to the Rams, it's a completely different. It's offense. a different story this year. I don't think so. I know I do. I, th- I think so. Yeah. I, I'm not say- I'm not sold on Levis being great. And I, the, I'll be honest with you. I'd probably take Stetson Bennett over Will Levis. 
I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a 32 year old quarterback. No. I'm not, I'm not taking that. Chris Winkie 2.0. All right, at least Chris Winkie won the Heisman. But um, he was grandfathered in. I, I think I think they're crazy if they if they don't take Stroud. I think so. If I'm Houston, I find my franchise quarterback. So I tell my guys we we're, we're evaluating. I guess all three. I mean, because they're the top three quarterbacks, they're they're going to be three of the top four picks probably. And, and, and Anthony, for some reason, Anthony Richardson's involved. They look at Anthony Richardson the same way they do Will Levis. Yep. It makes no sense. And Anthony Richardson at times this year looked like the best quarterback in the country. Kyle Yates, a fantasy football guy that I follow. I don't know if you all do on Twitter, but like he always does draft breakdown all the prospects coming out, and he was just crazy in love with Anthony Richardson. I'm like, dude, I've seen him make throws like that, and then I've seen him ground one five yards away. Right. So, but you remember that. But he's a project. We talked. He's not a starter next year. Coming into the year, we thought there could be upwards of ten quarterbacks taken in this draft. There's going to be four in the first round. I think there's going to be four in the first ten. I don't think Anthony Richardson goes in the top ten. I don't, I, Every mock has him in the top I, ten. I, I, don't, I don't think he does. Yeah. But so if I'm Houston, I make sure that I get the pick right. Yeah. So I don't think you can go wrong with Young or Stroud. I don't either. I think they're both going to be solid NFL players. And the 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 Colts have been all over Will Levis from the get go. I'm I won't be shocked if they trade up to take Will Levis. And Will Levis would be a good fit for the Colts. The Colts with that run game and Michael Pittman. He's a good fit. Well, there's people that believe that to get the number one pick, they're going to have to give up Michael Pittman. I think they're going to have to give up Buckner before they give up Pittman. But I think they can get it done without giving up a player at all. Just give up draft picks? Yeah. I do too. I don't know that I want Pittman on the Bears. I mean, as a fan, I do. As a fan, I want Pittman. But as a fantasy owner, I'd rather have Pittman with the the guy that's going to throw to him. So, I I think we have... But if we didn't learn anything from David Carr, the last time Houston tried to draft a – the first time they tried to draft a franchise quarterback, if you don't go protect the guy, it doesn't matter. Right. So what did what, what, what they say in the blind side? The, uh, the uh, first check goes to the house. The second check – Goes to the insurance. Joe Theismann, Lawrence Taylor, changed that. Usually yeah. the second highest paid player on the team is the guy that protects your blind side. Yeah. So you got to go get a guys that can protect him. Right. As far as, I mean, he's got serviceable weapons, okay? Could they be upgraded? Yes. But it all starts with you got to fix the offense. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you can fix the rest of it. Hopefully you have a Jets or Lions or a Jaguars draft and you nail all your picks and you got guys that can that can help you next year, but you have to get the quarterback pick right. Yeah. And wouldn't it be the most Houston Texan thing ever for them not to take a quarterback? Yeah, and I mean, speaking of <laughs> – It really was. <laughs> and, and never mind. We'll get to them in a couple of weeks. Um, but anyways. I mean, uh, they have two picks in the top 12. Two and twelve, the Texans. Yes, yeah. So two, you go quarterback. You have to. Twelve, you go the top receiver. If Quentin Johnson's there, you take him at twelve. He won't be there. I don't think he will either. But if he is, 
you got to take him. Right. I mean, I, you definitely – I mean, what a better way. It's like, hey, guy, we just drafted you as a quarterback. We're going to take you, – you got you a weapon now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like this. I, I think this will be fun doing this up until the draft. And I don't know what you all think about it, but we we should definitely think about doing a live stream the first night of the draft. Dead silence. We're thinking about it. You told us to think about it. Think. I mean, I can't talk and an, think. Initial reaction. My initial reaction is, with it being a Thursday night, I think it would be tough because it starts at eight. It's three hours long. Oh, yeah, it'd be midnight before it's over. Right. So I wake up at three thirty right. a.m. He wakes up early. This one wakes up early. <laughs> um, might be tough. Maybe. I mean, maybe we could do it like the first ten picks. I mean, we might be able to like do like a pre, and then a first five or ten picks kind yeah, of thing. That might work. I we'll mean, talk about we it. We got a big TV right here. Yeah. In the in Studio D. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll see. All right. It's time for that dog of the week. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? All right, so I know the first week we kind of done this. I mixed in a coach with a player, and Sean was like, I wouldn't have a coach with a player. So today. And then last week you all did. Players. One nut. Hey, come on now. (laughs) He is hockey tough. Listen, you're you're a dog. You're a dog if you play through a ruptured jewel. <laughs> Poor Stetson Bennett. So I assume since he's so old, he'll be on as a Georgia assistant coach on the dog of the week this week, right? <laughs> he has been hired as an offensive assistant already. No, I'm just <laughs> this week we're doing coaches only. Okay. So first nominee, head coach, Brian Dayball took the Giants. With Danny Dimes, a quarterback nobody wanted. Nobody. And now he's got him in the division round of the playoffs. Not to mention the fact that they have used used pieces of bubble gum and broken tires as wide receivers all yeah. year long. Did you see? They didn't even want Slayton. Hey. And then here he is making big listen, plays. Listen, when I saw Slayton, I was like, you know who he reminded me of? Hot hands from Little Giants. <laughs> 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 when he dropped that ball and he looked at his hands. Yes. <laughs> Come on, fellas. But- but what I mean, about, what about Clifford Franklin from yeah. the replacements? Yeah, but come on, Clifford Franklin. But but you talk about Dable, right? It's when he dropped that pass, the first thing that Dable did was go over there, grab him, put his arm around him, pat him, pat him on the back, and say, "It's okay." After he chewed out an an, an assistant an off, coach, after yeah. he chewed out a coach, yeah, yes. he, yeah, it was probably the wide receivers coach. He chewed yeah. him out, and then Slayton came over. He turned around, and pat, he said, "It's fine. You're you're gonna catch it next time." Yeah, hopefully we don't give you another chance, but we're gonna you can catch it next time. <laughs> next nominee. Dougie Peterson. Oh, Dougie P. Lead mm. the, led the third largest comeback in NFL postseason history. And it wasn't against Matt Ryan, thank God. He he said at halftime, we're going to take it one play at a time, and it actually worked. <laughs> it, I mean, he gave coach speech that actually paid off. Yeah. Last one, Kyle Shanahan took Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy and has him going in the second round of the playoffs. He set a franchise record in points for in a playoff game with Mr. Irrelevant. So let me ask you all this question before we decide. If these three coaches were dogs, what kind of dog would they be? 
Kyle Shanahan's a pit bull. No, see, I don't think so. Doberman Pincher. I think he's a. I think he's more like that. I think Doug Peterson is a golden retriever, or uh, like a, or like, or like a lassie. <laughs> Brian Dable might be a bulldog. I'm thinking a basset hound. Brian Dable with that face. I mean. What do you think? He's short and stocky. He's not a, he's not a basset hound. No, he might be. He might be like a. He might be like a French yeah, bulldog. I can see. I can see the bulldog or an English bulldog. I think yeah. English bulldog. That's that's the dog. That's so, that's that's Wes's dog. So legit question. Was that not a legit question? No, I'm. No, I, mean, <laughs> I think it, your opinions was, are serious, no. and I take them. Right <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just. I'm going to ask a legit question. How does Brock Purdy? Sit on the, the the bench all year long and and play behind those other two quarterbacks. Did, do you think they didn't know what they had until they put him on the field? I mean, they. they I think they probably did, and like it was one of those. Well, you know, if given the chance, but they just assumed Trey Lance to start the season and Jimmy Garoppolo were both better than him. Is Trey Lance going to be a bust? Not. I think he gets another chance, just not in San Francisco. Yeah. I think San Francisco still trots him out week one next year. That's a mistake. Do you think so? Yes, because now Brock Purdy has shown you what you have in him. So he becomes the Jimmy G in this situation. See, Jimmy G is gone. Oh, Jimmy G's probably in well, Tampa next year. He's not under contract anyway. Right, so. so he's gone. So Brock Purdy becomes Jimmy G. Trey Lance steps out, and the minute here's, he struggles, I'm telling you, here comes Brock here's, Purdy. They'll burn San Francisco down if they do. Here's that. the problem with that theory. You let Brock Purdy win another game, or an, and another game, or a Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, there's no way Trey Lance. If he out. takes them to the Super Bowl, like you, like you have to, because Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl and they traded him off. Not the next season. Jimmy Garoppolo took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. They start Trey Lance, but they never no, wanted Jimmy Garoppolo no, to start with. He didn't take him to the Super Bowl. He took him to the uh, NFC Championship game. They went to a Super Bowl, didn't they? Against the Chiefs. And and then the following year they were back against the Rams and the Rams went to the Super Bowl last year. Right, but Jimmy G took them to the yes. Super Bowl. The first time, yeah, against the Chiefs, yes. And then Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl. But and they're both they didn't trade on the next. They didn't trade Jared Goff the next year. No. No, it was one. Last year was, was the first year for Stafford. Right. Yeah. So, but the Forty ers never wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. Why? I don't know. All he's done is one for him. All he does is win everywhere he goes. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's not what your question is for the dog of the week. I think dog of the week goes to Kyle Shanahan had the talent there. I think it's Peterson. It's either Peterson or Dable. And and uh, I kind of lead – I mean, if, if we were doing players, I think i go Danny Dimes. I think I, I, think I go – uh, because nobody wanted nobody him. wanted Daniel Jones. He's been sitting at the pound for a long time. Right. I mean, he was almost Mr. Irrelevant. He was drafted, what, like fifth? Yeah, and everybody was sixth. like, what are you doing taking Daniel Jones? He's terrible. From Duke. My dad tells you how often he they, they They evaluated the talent correctly. They just didn't have the coach that knew how to coach him. Right. So my dad, he called me last night. Did the Giants play yesterday? Saturday. 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 Sunday. 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 Yeah. He called me Sunday night and he goes, Hey, uh, this Jones guy, who is he? And I said, Daniel Jones? Yeah. He said, Oh, I don't think I've ever seen him before. I was like, 
Bro, he's been in the league like four years. He started for almost the entire time he's been there. He has. And well, Eli started the first part of his first yeah. year. They they end up turning it over to him. But uh and I think Eli got the job back for a, a day a day or two. But um he was like, Where'd he go? Like Alabama or something? I was like, No, Duke. <laughs> he's pretty dang good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I kind of agree. I th- I think because everybody bashed the Doug, everybody bashed the Doug Peterson hire, bad hire, bad hire. There there were Eagles fans that were crying in rejoicement in in rejoicing for Doug Peterson winning that game the other night. Well, because the Eagles fans love Doug Peterson. Let's think. Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah, who we've already mentioned on this episode this week. He's still writhing in pain, and and Thibodeau is still <laughs> snow angeling. He won the Super Bowl with that guy. Yeah, yeah. He took a team that was led by Carson Wentz into the playoffs. Had Carson Wentz looking like an MVP. Had Carson Wentz looking like an MVP. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're not doing enough. We're going to fire you. What? Right. So. I'm going to give my dog of the week. I don't know how you all feel. Doug Peterson. I agree. All right. That settles it. 2-0. Majority rules. Doug Peterson. Were you going to say Dable? It doesn't matter what I would say. No, I want to know what you'd say. I'd say Dable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you go wrong either way. And if if the result of the Jaguars game wasn't what it was, right? You know, where they were down 27 nothing. if it was a close game like the Giants game, well, I tell you, but the Giant, the Giants Vikings game, I never thought the Giants were going to lose that game. Not one minute. There was not a single play. I was yeah. like, I'm not sure. Like, if if something doesn't turn around next year, I think oh, I think Kevin O'Connell is going to be on the hot seat. And it, I mean, it definitely shows what a healthy CMC and a healthy Saquon Barkley do for both of those teams. And doesn't Kyle Shanahan look like he's probably a jerk? Oh, 100 percent guarantee. Matt LaFleur looks like he's a bigger jerk. So we've had the conversation with college football coaches about who we'd rather have be our father-in-law. Kyle Shanahan is not one of those guys I've won in my – No. Yeah. Speaking of college coaches, we didn't get to this, but Clemson hires away Riley's brother from TCU, and that is unheard of in Dabo's thing. He is always a hire from within, but after this season he realized – I've got to make a change. Now it'll be interesting to see if he dabbles, dabbos <laughs> into the transfer portal. Hey, so, and before we leave, you sent that video of Coach Prime, who, by the way, got hired at Colorado. Didn't know if you all had heard. Um, he had his first official team meeting, and he Good basically season. told him, he said, listen, I don't have time for you to develop. Yeah. I don't have time for you to work out your problems. He, he you said, either, I'm 55. I'm 55. I know I look good. I don't have time to wait on you, yeah. though. So either you come to play or I'll find somebody that will play. And did, I believe every word he says. Did you see the video in the coaching staff, the first coaching meeting? I have not seen that one. He he. I just assumed somebody would send it today. But he basically told the coaches, he goes, the players aren't your boys. You ain't going out partying with them. You ain't drinking with them. You ain't going to frat parties with them. You ain't hanging around the girls with them. Because when it comes time for you to hold them responsible and hold them accountable, you don't want them to look at you and go, 
But hey, we was drunk at the party to, together the other night. Right. He goes, no, they're not your boys. They're not your friends. We're not. We're not about that. Yeah. I know we've said this a time or two. Coach Prime's really good for college football. Yeah. Yeah, and the. I don't know how I feel about him recording everything that's transpiring. That's the that's the world we're in now. That's it, exposure. It is. That's what it kids is. want. It is. And it, it's just there's going to come a time that something's going to be on video where well, he's dressing somebody down, but and then it'll be a negative reaction. He has PR people, and not everything gets posted. Yeah. He's very, he's very calculated with what he posts. Yeah. No, I agree. So, long episode. So That's what she said. <laughs> she never said that. No, but never. Anywho, another great episode, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The Moco Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.